Welcome to the Disky Chicks podcast for business leaders and those interested in learning how to use the DISC assessment to grow self-awareness, improve communications, and develop leaders and teams. Please welcome your hosts, business coaches Martha Fourlines and Cindy Jacoby. They are loud and proud about all things DISC. Thanks, Roger, and hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 5 of the Disky Chicks podcast. This season, we're focusing on the organization as a whole and how the strategic use of assessments can be transforming to your business. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season five of the Disky Chicks podcast. Yes, Martha, it is season five. Uh, We took this summer off to have summer break, and we hope you did too. We are excited to be back. I've missed seeing you, Martha. Miss seeing you, girl. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. And We've been, uh, just so our audience knows, we have secretly met uh, last week because we wanted to talk about what was going to be different about season five. And we both agreed that we need to zoom out a little bit. We've we've gotten down really deep into the nitty gritty and, and given a lot of examples of how you actually talk to somebody using a certain disc style and what the words are to say and what the person looks like and and those types of things, but we're going to take a different route, right, Martha? We are, we are, we really want to share today just some larger concepts of how to strategically apply these assessments and how you run your business and how you manage the people in your business. And by people, Cindy, what are we talking about here? Well, you know, we decided that we're going to focus season five on leaders and executives, not so much the end user, like we were saying, but, but using an assessment, it should be part of an overall strategy, your overall people strategy. And the assessments that we've been using from TTI fit into so many different categories. And so throughout season five, we're going to focus on different strategic ways you can use the same set of assessments to help manage your people and manage the success of your business. Because it always seems that even the the perfect strategy is going to fail unless you have um, the people with the buy-in to implement that strategy. It looks great on paper, but the people always seem to mess it up. Right. And let's face it, the relationship management part of your job as a leader or an executive is probably the messiest part of the work that you have to do (laughs) because we're all different. We're all complex. And, you know, how can you figure out the best, most effective way to reach your audiences as a leader in the business, whether it's your employees, your customers, your vendors, you know, we're not going to just keep this focused only on your employees because you manage way more relationships than just the employees. So some of the things that Martha and I have agreed to cover in season five, uh, these different strategic entities, the first one, um, and we may not present in this order, but as far as rolling out the episodes, but probably one of the first ones we'll do is how you can use assessments with your leadership team. Um, And that involves 
especially with leaders, that emotional intelligence portion of that, that EQ, um, how you have the ability to control your temper, to control your emotions. Do you have that social awareness of what you're saying and how it's going to affect your people, your customers, your vendors? Do you have the social regulation, those social skills in order to sway and move people to follow you and to influence them on where you're going to go or where you want to go. Uh, that's what all of your leaders need to have is, is a great sense of EQ. Right. And, you know, what about the other parts? You know, when we're, when we're talking about our assessments, we typically are talking about our big three disc, obviously we're named disky chicks, emotional intelligence and driving forces. So Martha, how about DISC with the leadership team strategically? Yeah, yeah if you're looking at as, as the executive, let's say you're the CEO and you're looking at developing the leaders that report directly to you, then we have one assessment that has all three in it. It's called the Trimetrics EQ, and that includes... DISC behaviors, it includes driving forces or motivators, and it includes emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. So as the CEO, when you have this information for each of your team members, it's like you have the keys to the kingdom from my perspective, because you can really see where their behaviors are and how that's a great fit for the job that they're in. Or guess what? What if you discover it's not a great fit for the job that they're in? And then what do you do about that from an overall um, strategic development of that particular leader? And then with the driving forces, are they motivated by those extrinsic motivators, their top four? Um, are they motivated in the role that they're in to really go after their goals and to perform really, really well? And another key factor with the driving forces is if you are not giving them what they need from an extrinsic motivation standpoint, guess what? They become disengaged and unhappy at work and really oftentimes quit on the job if they don't quit. Well, right now I'm hearing from all of my clients, how do we retain our good people? Mm -hmm. What do we need to be doing? And the DISC behaviors and driving forces are great tools to use for retention purposes. Well, if you're still, if we're talking about the leadership team and driving forces, right. I think one thing we want to make sure we include is that this sets the culture of your organization, the leadership teams, driving forces. Why do they do what they do? Why do they come to work every day? Why do they choose this business? Uh, typically you'll find those leaders are on the same page. And if you think about you know, quick examples, if it's, if it's a nonprofit, maybe those motivators, those drivers are altruistic, that you know that everybody in here is there because they want to help their constituents. What if it's a venture capital company? You want to have resourceful people, right? People who are there to make things more efficient, to get a return on their money. So your leadership team needs to understand each other's motivators and make sure that it's what the company wants. 
right. um, because they work together to set that culture for the company. And then as you start looking down to the employees, it needs to either fit the company or the actual job that they're doing. But the leadership team sets the culture for, the, for the company. Yeah. So, they, we're going to do a lot of focus on the leadership team in our future mm -hmm. um, episodes, but beyond leadership team and Martha mentioned a little bit, you know, your employees, uh, there are tons of strategic ways to implement assessments with your employees. Yeah. Um, and I think what is, is probably the first thing to do is if, if you have given everybody this assessment is to plot them on a team diagnostic wheel and see where everybody falls. Is mm -hmm. everybody hovered in one side or the other? Are they divided by departments? Yeah. Is, is your customer service down under the supporter role or your sales up near the, the D and the I more those promoter roles? Right. Um, if they're not, you know, we might want to look at that. Do you yeah. use the wheel, right, Martha? Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think Cindy, we both had, organization-wide wheels that we've done over the summer, which was really very fascinating. Um, so when we do that, and just so I can paint a picture of what this wheel looks like, it is each of the four primary behavior styles as a pure style, but none of us are pure, right? <laughs> so well, then it's a, common, yeah, it's a combination of the D with the I, the I with the S, um, the S with the C and the C with the D. So it, what it gives is a great snapshot of where everybody is and for that leadership team to be able to really look at it and see where there are some perfect fits, if there is such a thing, and where there's so, some not so perfect fits. And we're not saying you have to go clean house. We're saying you just need to develop some skills around how do you encourage that high compliant to get out of the weeds every now and then and look at that big picture, yeah. right? So uh, there are great, great solutions that you can find to some of the hiccups you may be having, even within your leadership team. And of course, Cindy and I both do leadership coaching. So, you know, we're happy to, to help advise around those areas of sensitivity. I had a client this summer, as you mentioned, we did a, a team wheel and there was a big empty piece of pie. And that pie was that combination of C and D. So those tasks, and it was called the implementer. So it's mm -hmm. get it done and get it done perfectly. And they were wondering why they were struggling in certain areas. And they go, well, th that's the answer clear as clear as bell. So next time when they're looking at hiring, um, they're going to look for that. You know, that's not the only thing you hire for is your disc, but it, it is something to be aware of. Or as Martha said, coach to, to that spot, you know, people mm -hmm. can adapt. Do we have anybody who is looking at the implementation mm -hmm. of our services? And that's, right. that's what this team took away from that. So we've got lots under the actual employee section, you know, um, we can do episodes on feedback and conflict management and delegation. But again, we're trying to stay strategic. And do you have models set up to mm -hmm. handle these things? Do you have a feedback model that you're using that uses behaviors, that uses driving forces for sure um, to give that exchange of feedback, you know, up yeah. and back? Right, right. And we touched in that 
conversation around um, selection and recruitment. And this is such a valuable tool for you that are out there struggling to find, you might be able to find people, but they may not have the full complement of what you're looking for from a behaviors and a motivation standpoint to do the nature of the work that you need them to do. And we'll be digging into some of that with you as well in episode five, because uh, or season five, season five yeah. because it's so important to get that right. Because if somebody is not able to get those top four driving forces met on a day in, day out basis, just based on the nature of the work itself, then they're not going to be a good fit and they become disgruntled and unhappy and, you know, maybe leaving you. Yeah. And that whole section of, of episodes that we will do under recruitment, there's, there's recruitment using assessments as creating a job benchmark or creating mm-hmm. this perfect profile. There's interviewing. Okay, we know what the job is going to offer. What questions should we ask to get mm-hmm. that right person in there? Um, and then how do you select? Which is of the candidates that you have, you've all you've given them interviews, they've taken the assessment. How do you select the best candidate for the job? And then I, and probably most important possibly besides selection is onboarding. Um, You can use the same assessment to onboard this candidate into the community that they're going to be in, the team that they're going to be in, their manager. Imagine comparing the new employee with the manager on the first day to know what their styles are. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a strategic way to make sure you're getting the right person in the right job and then into the population um, as smooth as possible. Again, strategic use of assessments. Right. And it it really just requires um, us working with you as a CEO or another leader in the organization to understand where are your pain points? Yeah. You know, where are they? And then what is kind of the the, um, cause and effect of those pain points and what solutions can we help you with? around this i think one thing assessments does is get you there faster you know if you've hired the wrong employee you're going to eventually figure that out and and get rid of them but gosh wouldn't it be better to know before you hire that they're going to have certain certain just natural conflicts with other people um could you manage those into being complementary of each other so you know once you become an assessment shop you rely on these assessments to to have the playbook for your employees, to have the playbook for your organization's culture and that communications flow. We call it the waterfall, the mm-hmm. stuff coming down. How did it actually get to the right person? And how do you hear their ideas? Right. You know, it's the people on the front line. We know that who have the best ideas, but there's not always a mechanism that can bring that back up. So I'm really looking forward to season five um, to really help the leaders set up something more to, you know, more strategic. We're going to try to stay out of the weeds um, Mm -hmm. as best we can, uh, but we're going to try to stay big picture and make sure certain holes are plugged and how, you know, one assessment with three parts can answer a lot of, a lot of the unknowns help, help you become better able to predict success. 
Yes. And, and we talked about relationship management, I think in the intro, but remember it, it's not just your employees. You have a lot of other very valuable relationships in your business that sometimes two people just don't get along and what can you do about it? So there's a lot of great solutions in what we're going to be talking about in season five that will perhaps solve some of those relationship issues for you. Indeed. So uh, the other thing that's different this season is that we are going to be, we'll still be publishing on Tuesdays, but we're going to go every other Tuesday. Yes. Um, our The feedback we got was, uh, it's going too fast. We can't even digest what you've given us before you give us something else. So we're going to go every two weeks. We encourage you to send us comments. We'll be posting this on YouTube. We'll be posting this on LinkedIn and we'll be posting this on Facebook. Uh, we'll have the audio as usual on our face, um, excuse me, on our website, diskychicks.com. You can go mm -hmm. there and link and just hear the audio if you're walking or if you are driving. But other than that, we're going to try to have some visuals for you um, as we explain different aspects of our assessments. Great. Did we cover I'm, it all? I'm excited about it. I think we have. Okay. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to a wonderful season five and a season of prosperity and some strategic strategery for your assessments. <laughs> all right, Martha, we'll, uh, we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Okay. Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks to all of you continuous learners for listening in with Cindy and me today. We are passionate about the power of the DISC behavior assessment, and we love bringing it to you and your clients. We invite you to visit our website at diskychicks.com. There you will find a link to all of our podcasts, and you can listen to previous episodes and subscribe. Also on our website, you can try a DISC assessment for yourself. Just click the link take the short assessment and we'll quickly send you the results. Also check us out as well on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to hear from you. See you next week on the Disky Chicks podcast. Thank you for listening to the Disky Chicks podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. To learn more or start a conversation with Cindy and Martha, visit the Disky Chicks podcast Facebook page.